Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. It is drawing near, <laughs> right? For about 13 days um, till Christmas. So this season of big days, you know, these days of big thoughts, big emotions, big triggers, big disappointments, big feelings, and oh, all the stuff, we're halfway through. <laughs> That's going to make some of you feel so good and others, you're going to already feel disappointed that it's over before we even get there. So (laughs) I have been thinking about the years gone by and how these seasons, these holiday seasons that I've experienced with my family, now today's family with my husband and my children versus my, my holidays when I was a kid growing up. And then before I had a husband and children to have holidays with. And it's really like three separate seasons of life. It's like my childhood, and then it's my single adult life, and then my married adult life. And I'm thinking about the vast difference between them, how the circumstances were so, so different from one season, like one stage of life to the next during big seasons. But I can see the thread of how I think and feel throughout the holidays is the same. The thread actually sews through regardless of the circumstances. I see that I struggle with disappointment. I see the things that I struggle to accept and the things I want to be different. And yet the circumstances, no matter how much they change, I keep thinking and believing and experiencing the same things. So I want to talk about actually developing a new belief system, shifting your paradigm, and actually thinking new thoughts, coming up with creative ways to experience life during the holidays and during big emotion days. Because thinking the same thoughts believing the same things, feeling the same emotions, that's what got us into these situations in the first place, right? And it's generally not serving us well during this holiday season when we want to experience joy, but we struggle to. And it's it really sometimes, now remember, I'm not grouping all of us in the same boat. I'm kind of going after one specific thing that's going to meet some of you where you are. And I think that sometimes for us, it's a situation of wherever you go, there you are. Circumstances and seasons and stages of life change, yet you are still you believing what you believe and experiencing life the way you experience it and having the same perspective. So you actually have to develop the ability to think new thoughts and feel new emotions so that you can do things that are beneficial and helpful to you as opposed to holding on 
to who you've been and the way you've always seen it, you know, and I'm looking at that from myself. So I'm saying, how can I think new thoughts, experience new emotions it during the season so that it's helpful to me? So that the things that I'm experiencing are actually of my making as opposed to subconscious, like habits, unintentional, lack of awareness type of things. So I'm going to give you an idea of how to actually counter what you're thinking, the things, the thoughts that are hindering you and keeping you stuck. So let's start with something that's very common is not having enough. Let's go with money or time. If that's what you think, then that's what's going to be true regardless of circumstances. Here's why. If you believe it and you stay there, then you won't take action to find out how to create money or time. Those are things that you can create. Now, I realize if you work two, do- two jobs and also take care of your family, or maybe you're working three jobs and it's kind of like, how can I actually, like, how could I really have more hours in the day to create more money? Laura, you're, you're talking crazy. I understand that and I hear you, but I'm saying... For those of us who really aren't doing anything to create more money or time, but we just keep saying we don't have enough, well, you simply stay with what you think is true, even though there's absolutely other ways that you could create money and time. And I want to speak to that. Where is it possible to create money or time instead of living in that place of thinking there's just not enough? And by staying in this thought, You can stay comfy and not go do what would need to be done in order to create more money or time. So instead of selling things that you don't use anymore or cutting things out of your budget or thinking ahead, buying less needless things like food that doesn't nourish you anyway and saving that money to actually buy the special gift you wish that you could buy, right? You keep thinking there's not enough And when you think reactively or you think with scarcity, then you stay stuck in that cycle. So some of us could go get a second job or pick up a side job that you can do from home or do online selling of stuff you have or stuff you find, use coupons, shop more wisely, find sales. All of this means, yes, there's more to do. There's more effort you have to put into into it. But what I'm pointing out is that There are actually ways that you could create more money and time as opposed to staying in the thought and belief system that there isn't because it's not helping you to stay stuck in that thought. So how could you manage your mind better and actually lead yourself into like, okay, let's think creatively instead of reactively. Let's get out of the habit and let's get uncomfortable. So If you don't want to do these things and, you know, you could just keep on simply thinking there's not enough money and then you keep yourself from actually being held accountable for what you do with your money because you've decided the circumstances controlling your life. The same thing goes for time. Budget your time better. Stick to a schedule. Implement some discipline and boundaries and prioritize and delegate. Seriously, all you have to do is go on Pinterest and you can 
find help on how to do all of these things. Start, you know, selling things at from home on, gosh, Instagram or Poshmark or whatever these, all these crazy things. There's so many things out there. And I hear my friends and my kids talk about it. There's ways to learn how to budget your time. There's principles. There's so many free things out there to help you figure out what you need to do. And let's just say that there is absolutely no way for you to actually create more money or use your time better. What if there isn't? Well, you're still sabotaging yourself by thinking about it reactively or negatively. If you keep with the thinking that you don't have enough, then you won't ever have enough in your perspective because you're choosing a perspective of not enough. So even when you actually do have enough, your perspective will be your reality. So even if circumstances say you do have enough, you've decided you don't, and therefore that is going to be your reality. And if you think that you're waiting to have enough to feel like you have enough, it doesn't actually work that way. You're going to actually have to adjust your mindset, shift your paradigm. So let's let's think I think another another big issue is I feel alone. I feel lonely this time of year. I know how this this feels personally, but I also know that there are people surrounding us who feel the same way. It's part of a normal life experience that we all encounter from time to time. And sometimes for very long seasons of our life, we can be completely surrounded by other people and still feel lonely inside and still believe we're lonely and left out and abandoned or rejected. Yet, if you were to actually open up the thoughts of the people around you and ask them if they've left you out or abandoned you, or even if they actually think or, you know, that they know you feel lonely, if you were to see their perspective, you likely would not find confirmation of the loneliness you feel. So the people you think are leaving you out, that might not be their perspective. They might not believe that they're leaving you out. But again, that's, that would be something that you are thinking and you believe. So if you hold on to that, as opposed to having a conversation or pushing past it and making a way for yourself to enter into something you feel left out of or be in relationships that don't pursue you, this is all something that you actually have to sometimes step up and move yourself into and do things that are good for you. Think and experience and feel things that are good for you and take responsibility for that rather than waiting for other people to be the ones that invite you or make you feel something. No matter how hard somebody tries to make you feel included, if you've decided you're rejected or left out or lonely, then it doesn't matter how hard they try on their end and their perspective intentionally to make you feel included or wanted because that's what you've decided. Personally, I decided a long time ago because I have kind of lifestyle where my husband has traveled a lot or isn't available to go do things I want to do. I just decided I'm not going to miss out on the things that I want to do and I could sit and stay and just decide I feel lonely and sabotage my joy and ability to go function 
by saying, well, I can't do that because I'm lonely or I would never do that alone. Well, I decided I want to go to movies and I want to go to eat place at places I want to experience and I want to go shopping and I've decided I am okay doing those things alone. Sure, if there's somebody to ask or I want to be with somebody, then I'll ask, but sometimes I just want to do the thing and there's nobody to do it with, so I do it anyway. And the only person affected by that is me. I really don't care if I'm sitting alone at a restaurant eating dinner by myself. (laughs) I don't actually care anymore. I decided to not care. Nobody made me feel good about it. I just decided it doesn't matter to me. I'm not wondering what anybody else is thinking or if they feel pity for me. Whatever. Keep your eye on your own food. (laughs) That's not my issue. So I actually take myself out for meals for special days of the year, like when my, the anniversary of like my mom's passing or on my grandma's birthday, my mom's birthday, like I will actually take myself out to someplace I want to go eat. And yeah, I just do it. I don't even sit there and think about my grandma on February 21st. If I take myself out to lunch, I don't really think about her or, you know, I just not on like I'm not I'm saying I'm not I'm not spending my entire meal thinking about her. I do think about her and I th- I think about her life and her impact on me and it's a special day and I just take myself out. I'm not waiting for somebody else to take me out. So, I have decided I'm not going to miss out on things that matter to me simply because I feel alone or literally don't have somebody to do it with or even if I feel lonely. So I actually go to a mall about half an hour away from me during Christmas because it's so pretty and I just love walking through and I enjoy it by myself. You know, I'm just enjoying it on my own, especially um, Nordstrom's and Neiman Marcus. They just, there's this amazing Christmas decor there. It's just so beautiful. I do not shop there. I don't buy anything at those stores. I literally just grab myself a coffee and I wander through this mall because it's extravagantly decorated and it's so pretty. And the people tend to just be kind of like in that jolly, happy, frantic, anxious holiday mood. And I borrow their energy a little bit. And I I talk to strangers. Maybe I'll buy a pair of like earrings and Francesca's, right? You know, I can't afford Tiffany's down the way, but (laughs) it doesn't matter. Things are just done so well. And there's other people alone walking through the mall too. I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, they're sad or lonely because they're alone. It just means like they wanted or needed to go to the mall. Maybe some of them aren't buying anything like me, but I will talk to them. I have found purpose in speaking to people while I'm out and just having a smile. I've found people really appreciate it. They like that I smile at them when I walk past them or I'll pick up something they dropped or tell them the coat they're trying on looks great on them. Or maybe just like in line compliment the person next to you. It's just, we all need it. And I guess I just hope that I can maybe set a little example of how to do that while I'm out and about and I'm enjoying what matters to me. So I want to think, what are your main concerns during this month and this season? And I want to just offer you some possibilities of new thoughts you could think, you could just decide 
to think differently about some of the things going on in your life. Decide to feel differently. Decide not to be moved by circumstances. Lead yourself on purpose. Be intentional about what you're thinking and feeling. So you don't have enough money or time? What if you decided you do? That exactly how much money and time you have is enough? And what does that, what's that feel like? (laughs) Imagine experiencing life as if you do have enough. Wow, It, it is such an incredible shift. And by the way, it's Bible. You do have enough. Whatever you've been given is enough to take care of you right now. But if you're not believing, if you're not managing well, if you're not having like some discipline and leadership in your life, just because you don't feel like you have enough doesn't mean you don't. So what's the truth? But also, how can you just shift what you're thinking and feeling and believing and focusing on? So you're alone, or at least you feel lonely. What if you think, I can be alone and let it be okay. I can even get creative with my time alone, or I could actually decide to reach out to somebody else. Maybe they're alone. Maybe they are struggling to get through the season too. How could I be an answer in somebody else's life? So maybe you're unhappy with the situations that the holidays put you in. What if you think, I am able to get through these situations and there's hope on the other side because these situations don't last forever. The season does end. What if you thought that way? And be like, I'm just, I'm going to move through it. I'm not going to make myself miserable. I'm just going to get through this situation. I'm going to shift things for myself. And if you think, I just don't know how to handle the pressure and the stress. What if you stopped and thought, God, you have promised to enable me to bear the weight, bear the, the situation that I'm in, and you've promised to be with me. What if you set your mind on that? And if you're feeling anxious because there's just so much to do, what if you stopped and thought, I can figure out how to do this with grace. I can figure out how to do this with, from a place of rest. I can actually maybe let some of this go. I can stop dwelling on this or on that. Like literally just what is a new thought that would be helpful instead of harmful to you? So if you're full of emotions that don't seem to make sense during what you think should be a joyful time, everybody else seems to be having fun. I don't, I'm not having any fun. What's wrong with me? Well, what if you think and feel things that actually bring you hope and then you reach out to somebody who can help you process all of the things that you're experiencing. Get a big day buddy, you know, somebody who's going to be there when you're like, I am really struggling with what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about, what I'm believing. And that person, just let them know, like, this is a really hard time of year for me. Could you be on call so that I can have somebody to talk to when, I, when I'm struggling? So maybe you are triggered by certain friends or you know, family members that could be like long distant cousin that you hate being around. It could be your parents, whatever it is. What if instead you just stopped and thought ahead of time about what are the triggers that, um, you know, kind of like come at you when you're in those situations with those people? What if you decided to thought, think and feel 
differently about those triggers? What if you decided some of those things do not bother you anymore? You're just going to be the person who's not bothered by that person who talks that way or this person who does that at the dinner table, whatever it is, the the in-laws that seem to always look down upon you. What if you decided what they think doesn't matter and you're going to have fun anyway, regardless of what they say, what comes out of their mouth? What if you turned, just turn the, uh, the sound of uh, condemnation down? What if you mute the things that come out of people's mouth that pour shame into you? What if you stop listening and say, you know what? I know what God thinks about me. Thanks. You can keep your opinion to yourself. You don't have to say that out loud. Maybe some of you will. I don't know. (laughs) You know, you can just get mindful about what's coming your way and lead yourself well. When my husband um, loves hot drinks, so he pours himself very, very hot tea. And then in order to cool it down while he's drinking it, he kind of slurps it. (laughs) And I... I have just decided to be a person who likes slurping. (laughs) I decided to think instead of being like, oh my gosh, I can't take the sound. I've decided to think every time I hear hear him slurp. Because he's not really slurping. It's like he's trying to like bring cold air into the hot tea (laughs) at the same time. Um... I've decided to think, wow, I have a husband. He is alive and alive enough to slurp and enjoy his tea. And I never have to be in the dating scene again because I love my husband who slurps his tea. And I will remain married to him regardless of all of sound, any sound he makes. (laughs) I just decided to start thinking that way. (laughs) And he surely has to, you know, navigate what the things about me and my habits I know he does. He's just not as vocal about them as I am. So what if you feel guilty about not doing more or giving more, etc.? Well, what if you stopped and think, maybe I don't have the resources or energy to do or give more now, but the season of giving is actually 365 years a d- days a year. So I'm just going to plan to go further in my giving when I'm capable in the coming months instead of thinking like it all has to be done in December. Literally, what could you think on instead of what you're stuck on? How can you challenge your brain and create some cognitive dissonance in order to shift your paradigm and just to bring life to you and move through this season in a more helpful, healthy manner? How can you challenge your emotions and say, just because it felt like that in the past doesn't mean I have to keep it that way? And while you're at it, what if you help other people around you learn how to think new things and become open to new possibilities. So if somebody at the store says, "Uh, that's not possible, ma'am, I can't do that for you. What if you just said, oh, I believe it is possible. And I think that you're able to help me make it happen. Versus the option of you getting grumpy and offended and reactive, you could actually help the associative get the associate, so I can say saying it wrong, the associate get creative in their way of thinking about things. Or maybe your friend or even maybe a client, if you're a coach, says to you, I just can't do it this year. Well, instead of agreeing with them and telling them, I'm in it with you, 
or and you know maybe it's your best friend and you simply decide to help carry their offense you could say to them i wonder what it would be like to simply decide not to look at it from the same perspective you always have i wonder what you could see if you get like a new vantage point i wonder if you could get creative and curious about how to manage this circumstance differently so you can actually learn how to add new possibilities, new thoughts, the consideration of new emotions to feel in circumstances. You can do it for yourself, but you can invite other people to do it too. You can create suggestions of possibilities for other people around you. I kind of see it that way as like when I go to the mall and the uh, the associate, like the cashier, whoever is in the store and they're grumpy, all I have to do is suggest to them that their day is going to get better. And it offers hope. It offers an, a new thought for them. Oh, I, you know, really hadn't considered that it could get better. And, uh, you know, honestly, if they want it to stay bad, it will stay bad. But if they will grab on to the thought that I offer them that their day will get better, then I guarantee their day will get better. If they will hold on to that, if they'll say, oh, I feel lighter right now, I feel hope right now, instead of I feel offended and I'm going to hold on to it until I feel justified, well, they're going to go to sleep and wake up offended tomorrow too. So really, not everybody has the ability to lead themselves well, to be mindful about their thought life, but you have that and you not just have that for you yourself but you have it to offer other people all right so i'm wrapping that up i'm just saying i want you to consider how you could see new possibilities for what could be in front of you in the coming days and i want you to hold on to what the word says to you and i want you to really stop and behold your king let him, let Jesus come infuse your thoughts. And when you're really struggling, do what the Bible says and think, put your thoughts uh, and your eyes on the things above. Let heaven come invade your thoughts. Remind yourself again and again that this is the season of remembering that God sent his son, Jesus, and he came for us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. So I want you to, I want you to meditate on that, like marinate in it. Imagine yourself being put in a Ziploc with that as the marinade, and you're going to be sitting for like the next three weeks. Okay. You're going to be, I know that sounds very, very weird, <laughs> but it's what I, it's the picture in my mind. I'm just climbing into like a, a human sized Ziploc and literally like Holy Spirit just pouring in truth and love and yeah, you're just soaking in it. You're getting marinated because it's going to impact everything about who you are, what comes out of you in your life, in your daily life. It all starts with what are you meditating on and what are you believing? And I want you to have a better holiday season this year because you know how to manage your thought life and your emotional life. You, you're allowing your spirit to lead your soul. 
I want to equip you and remind you that all things are possible with God because you love him, you believe in him, and he is so for you. Let this be a gift you give yourself of self-leadership. All right, bless you, friends. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.